You're listening to B2B Nation, a podcast from Technology Advice, designed to help marketers navigate the modern B2B buyer's journey. Here's your host, Mike Pastor. Let's face it, this is not the easiest economic climate in which to sell software. Finance teams are keeping a very close eye on spending. And if tracking and managing spending is the benefit your product provides, you're probably in a better situation than most. So I believe in marketing, you always need to kind of shape your messaging uh, and also what happened in the world and the space. Definitely, if you're speaking, you have a finance uh, solution and you are speaking to CFOs that right now, their problem, you know, is how do they get more control? How do they, you know, understand where they can cut more? How, how do they understand how to manage everything in a much more organized way? So definitely changing you know, our taglines, changing um, our messaging and creating a lot of content around that and around the value. This is definitely something that we're constantly doing, constantly pushing, uh, and these show really good results. That's Idan Gall of Mesh Payments. In this episode of the B2B Nation podcast, we're talking to Idan about helping finance teams understand the benefits of the Mesh Payments platform at a time when many are working to reduce spending. And oh, by the way, Mesh Payments isn't the only one in this increasingly crowded spend management space trying to make their case. Welcome to B2B Nation. Inan Gol from Mesh Payments. Welcome to B2B Nation. Why don't you take a minute and tell us who you are and what you do? Thank you, Mike. It's great to be here. Um, so my name is Idan. I'm leading uh, the marketing team at Mesh Payments. I've been working in marketing, online marketing for the past 10 years. Been in roles that was involved both brand product marketing and on the other side, a lot of demand generation, uh, user acquisition roles. Um, right now, as I mentioned, I'm the VP marketing at Mesh Payments. I'm leading the entire marketing uh, operation and built it from scratch in, in Mesh. Uh, started it as employee number 15. Now we're around 107 employees in a company and only 15, uh, only in the marketing department. Um, and yeah, it's great to be here. Thank you for having me, Mike. Well, thanks for joining us. So we're having this conversation at the dawn of 2023. I think it's safe to say it's still early January. There's a lot yeah. going on in the world of tech, of in, in SaaS in particular. What goals do you have for you and your team that you can share with us for 2023? Yeah, definitely. So first of all, I think everyone um, is talking about growth and everyone is lowering their growth uh, targets. Uh, but but still, I think although like this is still the big issue and the big discussion with everyone, although I, I know I'm speaking with a lot of marketeers and everyone kind of decreased their maybe their growth trajectory. I think growing is still a big thing. It's still important. Uh, and definitely growth is one of the key things that we're looking ahead uh, when we're looking at 2023. For us, with our model, um, I didn't say it, but what Mesh does, we provide a solution for finance manager to be more in control, to get more insight and to better manage their payments and, and their company spend. Meaning, even though the market uh, is going down, we see growth, and, and growth is definitely one of the top KPIs uh, out there for us in the next year. Another thing that is a goal for us is definitely the brand. I think right now, all companies focus more and more around brand. I think especially when the market is down, this is where you get more opportunities to shine as a brand, uh, to be more creative, and also to find better 
and and you know maybe cheaper than what we used to have you know platform to to promote our uh, our span and and to to promote uh, our ads and i think that's for now it's still something that i see and hear everyone is going to to push more and more so definitely the brand awareness the share of voice of mesh is something that we're going to push more and more yeah lastly i think you know it's it's not real kpi but uh, i think that everything around community will probably this year also have some significant uh, place in everyone's space and everyone's kind of uh you know uh, goals because increasing your community engaging more with your clients and having a better retention and uh, this is definitely something that everyone is looking for you know it's cheaper not to lose your existing customer uh than acquire new ones so definitely this is another thing that is going to be strong yeah, community can also help you people who might fit your target market, but maybe don't have the budget right now, aren't ready. It, it kind of keeps them keeps them right there at arm's length so that when that time does come, you know, they know who you are because you've been providing a place for them to get valuable information. Definitely. There's a couple of things that I saw on the mesh payment site that I thought were were pretty interesting. Uh, you guys use aggregate data from your spend management platform. And yeah. you can spot software adoption trends. Who's canceling some of their SaaS spend? What what seems to be growing? You've also got a guide to canceling SaaS apps, which is something that can yeah. can be a bit <laughs> of a challenge for some of the apps. What other things does Mesh do to help it stand out? Increase it's an increasingly crowded space. This spend management payment space. So yeah, I I totally agree with you. It's uh, first of all, it's it's a crowded space um and and therefore you need to be more creative in what you do and understand how do you eventually you know kind of sharp your messaging sharp what you want to say uh, and how you you can differentiate yourself from the other uh players in this area um i think the way that we did it originally when like a year ago when we did the rebranding uh was using a few things uh first of all we do uh our insight in the product is definitely something that you know is more significant than our competitors we provide much more insight more into depth and that's why we also leveraging that uh into creating a lot of interesting content pieces that eventually we can tell finance people kind of what the trends you know let's say we're, we're right now in a marketing uh podcast so definitely we can say you know in what is the average decrease in marketing spend you know, in the second half of 2022, for example, that's that's something that we're, for example, sharing and it's interesting insights um, that we're leveraging in order to promote ourselves. Other than that, we we definitely use, um, you know, our more technology, like because we we believe that we provide much more technology oriented and, and, and we also, I believe, that our brand look in, in this way, our brand look more advanced. It's a little bit more darker. It's a little bit more kind of relate to technology. And, and I believe that that's one of the things that's also unique about us. We didn't try to go with a trend of almost every player in our space that is like being very white and nice, uh, like, you know, white layer animation, cute animation. We went for uh a whole different uh, area of being a little bit more dark mode, a little bit more technology advanced. And this is also something we're trying to tell the story with our brand uh, look. 
Look, eventually it's a crowded space, but we are leaders. So we're definitely leveraging that. We're leader in G2. We have a lot of customers and, and it wasn't this way two years ago, but now I'm happy to say that it is. We have many huge companies uh, and many huge clients and it's amazing. So definitely leveraging them. It's always good um, and, and leveraging everything you have in order to, to kind of stand and state that you are the leader in that space. And yeah, I think, um, I believe that just, just simply the CFO role in this whole economy is becoming more and more centric. So I believe, you know, just kind of shaping a little bit um, our messaging, just changing it a little bit to be more appealing to right now. So I believe in marketing, you always need to kind of shape your messaging uh, and also what happened in the world and the space. Definitely, if you're speaking, you have a finance uh, solution and you are speaking to CFOs that right now, their problem, you know, is how do they get more control? How do they, you know, understand where they can cut more? How, how do they understand how to manage everything in a much more organized way? So definitely changing, you know, our taglines, changing um, our messaging and creating a lot of content around that and around the value. This is definitely something that we're constantly doing, constantly pushing, uh, and these show really good results. Hey, B2B marketers, DemandFest, brought to you by Technology Advice, is back in in person in 2023. Join us in Nashville, Tennessee at the historic Woolworth Theater, May 3 to 5, 2023, to talk about B2B demand gen with fellow B2B marketers. For more information and to register, visit demandfest.tech. So we talked about 2023 a little while ago. What lessons did you take away from 2022? What did you learn in the past year that made you a better marketer? Yeah, so that's a, that's actually a great question um, because I think last year, you know, we, we really transitioned from kind of a situation where marketing was at the center, growing at all costs was in the center. And we shifted during this year into being more reasonable and, and, you know, trying to lower down the budgets, trying to understand better how do we grow more responsibly. Um, so I think the first thing that I'm taking is, you know, although even if the situation is crazy and you're growing at all costs and, and I could hire like almost anyone I could um, try to be more responsible and grow only when needed. You know, in marketing, it's easy to say, OK, great, let's have another content manager. Let's have another designer. There's always a need for more and, and you can always do more. Um, but first of all, I believe that, you know, acting more responsibly in, in terms of your hires is something um, super important. Um, I think the second, the second lesson, it's about agility. And it's not only about our agility. Um, I think that in marketing, you need to change quickly and fast. The world is changing. You immediately need to react. It's also around the budget and, and the shifts and changes, but um, but I believe it's also around changing your positioning, changing your brand, understanding how, you know, what works and what's not and, and understand it fast and how to change that. And the agility part is coming not only for us as marketing leader, but also at the hires that we do. Um, and the reason for that is because you need to keep your team motivated, although you're under constant changes all the time. Um, so I think that agility was standing out much more than it used to be in the past, in the last year. Uh, and there, you know, and, and both from the teams and I'm sure every marketing leader that managed a team, you know, had to change many things and, and, you know, sometimes people 
get more frustrated with it. So I'm sure it's mo it's mostly important when also hiring and also for ourselves. So I think those are the two main lessons I kind of took from 2022. I think the the word that I hear a lot of B2B marketers using here early in 2023, and they started using it in 2022, is efficiency, being yeah, more yeah. efficient, right, with with what they have and with what they can definitely. Do. So, yeah, I think that efficiency is also something that is super important. And, and how do you do more with less? Uh, that's that's a lesson that everyone needs to take into 2023. Uh, and I'm sure I will see it more. I think when COVID hit, it was also kind of the same. You saw a lot of companies starting to do more webinars, more online things that was like less costly and more around the content. And you see it in very high scale. I think now it's going to be more, you know, a little bit different this year and it will be interesting to see what companies will do you know that are more creative and get more attention and more brand awareness with with lower budgets i think it will be super interesting how do, how do you feel about in-person events speaking of events and, and being efficient it, it seemed like everyone was ripe to get back to the in-person events uh maybe at some point last year yeah um, but that but then everybody wants to tighten the budget and so you you maybe rethink yeah. it. So where do you think that all shakes out? Yeah, I agree. So we also look uh, in the la the first like year and a half for me and Mesh, like we didn't do any like it was right with COVID. We didn't do any per in person events. And then like I think six months ago, around June May uh, of last year, we we started to go back. Uh, at the beginning, there was like craziness, you know, because the market was still exploding and everyone got back to travel. Like I saw it, it was crazy. And then I feel like it started to slow down. So I think I I personally think, you know, the world didn't stop. I know we are going to, to also do a lot of events this year, in-person events, uh, but we are more focus around the professional events where we can really meet our target audience or like really finance manager and really can connect with them and engage with them um and i and we did see a lot of them go uh even in the last few months like it's not like the worst stop what i what i think will maybe have more impact is all kind of big you know, lavish events like Saster in the US, for example, the ones that, you know, you spend so much money sponsoring on one end and on the other, you know, it doesn't show that much of a value. It's just like a huge event that that a lot of people will go to and it's great, but it, it doesn't show ROI at all. So I think obviously the bigger one will continue with that, but I think we'll see less small startups trying to, to hit those type of events so so overall i don't i don't see it being that affected uh but yeah. time will tell i don't know like if the market will continue to go down so maybe maybe in-person events will also go down because travel will also uh be more tight right right hey some of the some of the big in-person events it's a matter of like you go to be seen to show that you're yeah you're there with the other brands and you're there but the smaller like you said the smaller kind of more targeted events are really where you have the opportunity to have a conversation that maybe you wouldn't have if you weren't there yeah yeah and i think the those ones are more professional so people also have like a good excuse going to them uh, <laughs> rather than, than rather than the ones you you just go in and you know and mingle with everyone the question we ask just about everybody on B2B Nation, what is your favorite tool? And the rules here are you can't say mesh payments 
And you can't say your phone unless you cite a specific app because we're all useless without our phones. So what are the tools that help you accomplish what you need to do? Yeah, so I thought about it and and my it's funny. I think it's a very common answer with within marketeers and it didn't change for for the last two years. Like I think still HubSpot is like my favorite tool because I think it's so it brings you so much value when when you're a startup that you can first of all get all the information, organize all your leads and everything. You can send emails from it. You can use it for chat at the beginning if you don't want to scale out to more more and more um, you know, uh, kind of solutions. Um, and that's why, you know, personally, I think that this is my favorite uh, marketing tool. And also it scales with you in terms of pricing, in terms of everything. Like it's really, uh, it's, it's very good, um, you know, and it's very mandatory tool for anyone starting a startup. And yeah, personally, I'll say like, I'm, 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 mostly around my email uh that's that's how i manage my life uh so so very plain very simple just an email uh that's my favorite tool that's that's the tool i send myself notes in and and manage uh you know everything around that no good i'm not the only person who emails myself yeah no no (laughs) i will do that i will see something interesting on my phone you know browsing on my personal device and the easiest way to get exactly my work world is to just email (laughs) my work email and say here exactly i'm exactly like that and then eventually i know i'm going to spend a lot of the time in my email because everything concentrated that's there so you know eventually you know this is where all my important things go to and, and that's how i manage and funnel kind of everything yeah. yeah. Yep. I come in in the morning and I find all these emails from myself. And sometimes first thing in the morning, <laughs> it's a little weird to see. That. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. It's not me, me, but, but yeah, it's a, it works, you know, everyone in it's his right. own system. I never lose it. So that, yeah, exactly. Idongol from Mesh Payments. Thanks for joining us on B2B Nation. Thank you, Mike. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure. Thanks again to Adongal from Mesh Payments for joining us on this episode of the B2B Nation podcast. Thanks also to technology advice colleagues Hunter Hill and Amy Dunn. If you found this episode insightful or helpful, you can subscribe to B2B Nation wherever you get your podcasts, including Apple, Google, Spotify, and SoundCloud. Mnemonics in the Guild wrote our theme song. We'll catch you next time on B2B Nation.